you guys just do me a favor, favor right now, right across the sanctuary, if you just throw up your hands and just begin to verbalize your thanks to God right now. Don't hold back, just let it out. Let him know you're thankful for him, all that he's done in your life, all in your family, what he's saved you from. If you just thank him, verbalize that, let it out. Let him, let him know how much you appreciate it. going to sing a little bit about this one more time and I just want you to worship with everything you have within you as if you were at the throne and you are bowing down because one day that's going to happen every knee is going to bow every tongue confess that he is Lord but we get to practice right now so we're going to sing this again and I just want you to sing it with everything you have I want you guys to drown out what's going on up here on the instruments I want you guys to just sing it let them know on this live feed that you're singing about your Jesus, your Savior, and you're doing it from a place that appreciates what he's done for you. So as we go back into this, sing it, sing it, sing it with all your heart. Here we go. We praise you. We worship you. I heard somebody thank God for saving them from hell. <laughs> I heard it right up here. Thank you for saving me from hell. Because that's what we all deserve. But God made a way. He made a way by sending Jesus. 
his one and only son to die for our sins, our shame, our mistakes. And now he is the bridge that gets us to God and eternity in heaven. We thank you, Father, for that this morning. We praise you. And Father, we may not have much to give, but we can give a hallelujah. We can give worship. We can give praise to you, God. And Lord, we just worship you in this place right now. And we thank you for who you are. And Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do, what you're doing, what you're about to do in this place, God. The hearts that are going to be changed. The lives are going to be touched. Lord, an encounter with you is why we're here. An encounter with you is what changes us. And Father, we don't forget those things. We cherish those moments, God. And we praise you this morning in this house. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Please, please, please greet some people around you. Give them a hug around their neck. Amen. Amen. You hear that? That's the joy of the Lord. Amen. 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 We want to we want to wish a special happy birthday for tomorrow to Ruth McMean right back here. Ruth. Mike wouldn't tell me how old. He said he'd get in trouble. So Happy birthday tomorrow to Ruth. And again, we're so thankful for you guys being out here today. Um, I think back to the nasty word of COVID back a few years ago, and I remember how so many of us said, I will never take for granted again the opportunity to come to church and worship. Yet here we are just three years later, and some people take for granted the opportunity to come and worship. And, and the reason I say that is because if they didn't, our church would be full every week and we'd be building another one, right? So don't forget what an honor, what a privilege, what a blessing it is to come together in the house of the Lord, to be encouraged by fellow believers, to hear God's word, to learn, to worship, and walk away out of here knowing, man, the Lord touched my heart today. Yeah. And that's something we don't want to forget, that every time we come in here, we can get as much of God as we want each of us on our own, okay, and collectively. So I'm going to shut up for now. I'm not preaching today. Like I said, Lonesome Road Ministries had their, somebody's clapping for that. I don't know how to take that. Well, I ain't preaching the rest of the year either. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So Lonesome Road Ministries have been having their conference, Three Cold Cold Cord Conference over in Keynes this weekend, and the last year or two, we've been having them come over with us on Sunday morning to worship with us, and Gary Rayburn heads that up over there, so he is going to be preaching this morning and bringing the word, a title called Blind Faith, so I'm excited about that, and we still got a baptism later on also. Yeah. And communion in a little bit too. So we got a lot of stuff going on. But Gary, come on up here, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Woo! Mercy. I tell you what, uh, I walked in this building today, I was as nervous as a cat on a tin roof. 
Remember that, guys? <laughs> and then Carden started singing that first song. I saw the light, man. I saw the light. That's just we. That's the kind of music we love at Lonesome Road Ministry, ain't it? That, them old good country gospel songs. Uh, that was a, gospel, a country song for years, and most people didn't even know it was a gospel song. <laughs> that's that's kind of like sneaking the gospel in, carrying the cross over. And that's what we try to do at uh, Lonesome Road Ministry. We try to get the cross carried over into people's lives everywhere we go. Yeah. And then when that last song played, all them nerves came back. (laughs) I tell you what, you guys are a scary bunch. Let me just tell you that. Uh, I love that dance. Uh, Kevin Nelson, come here a minute, buddy. Come on up here. You should have seen Pastor Rick dancing, but I'm, I want him to see you dance. Can you dance without music? I can dance any time the Holy Spirit tells me to. Dance all the way back, buddy. (laughs) There you go. You guys can have a dance off. (laughs) I tried that down there and my legs didn't do that. So I'm not going to do it up here. Hey, I'm so excited. Um, Thank you, Pastor Rick. Thank you, deacons. for allowing me to do this again this year. It is such an honor to be in my home church and with my home church family and my Lonesome Road Ministry family. Lonesome Road Ministry family, would you please stand up? All right. All right. Orchardville Church family. Would you please let them know how much you appreciate them being here before you, before you go out them doors? Please. I'll tell you, we have a family together that can reach all across this world. We're doing it. Lonesome Road Radio is in over 32 countries right now preaching the gospel. We, we, we put on Pastor Rick and... Orchardville praise team twice a week and we send it all around the world and together we're we're making a difference we're making a difference and this is our 10th year for Lonesome Road Threefold Chord Conference 10th year (laughs) I'll tell you I want to share just a little bit of the history of the conference before I get into my message And it's going to be short, don't worry. (laughs) I've got seven scriptures I want to share. And uh, I started trying to read those seven scriptures this morning. I never got through them. Every time I'd read one, my mind would go this way. And every time I'd read another one, my mind would go that way. I don't know if that happens to anybody else or not. I have trouble when uh, it's time to get up here and uh, share my heart. But I'm going to try to do it today. But the history of the conference, uh, 
As you know, I got saved August 13th, 1995. I share that every chance I get. And uh, I got saved driving down the road in a semi-truck. I cried out to God, and he heard my cry, and he picked me up out of that mire clay, and he set my feet upon the rock, and he established my going. And I started a cassette tape ministry in uh, October of 2000 because God told me to do it. And that, and that only took me a year to do it <laughs> because I kept telling him I wasn't capable. And guess what? I'm not, and I'm still not. But we can do all things through Christ. He will give us the strength to do anything that he's called us to do. But I was going to share the history of the conference, so let's skip forward to 2010. I'd been doing a tape ministry for 10 years. And we'd put out hundreds and thousands, millions of CDs and, and tapes. And I, went, I always thought about my mentor, Ray Sisk. I picked up a cassette tape in 1999, and that God spoke to me to start that tape ministry. And he became my mentor. And, and he would always talk about those tape gatherings that he had every year. And it was tape he, they, they called them tape gatherings. It was, a, it was a conference of people that do ministry passing out cassette tapes. And I always wanted to go to one. And I never got the chance until uh, 2010. And I had the opportunity to go, and it was in Bristol, Virginia. And I called a friend of mine, Galen Taylor. And uh, he does Faith on the Move down in ministry, down in Memphis. And... Uh, he wanted to go with too, so we, I met him in Bristol. Another guy came with me from uh, Cincinnati, uh, Jim Miller. And I met him over in Lexington, and he got in with me, and we went down to Bristol. And we got down to Bristol and, and got at that tape gathering. Well, Ray Sisk wasn't able to make it that year. But I didn't get to meet Ray Sisk. But I met a lot of other people that were doing tape ministries, and I thought, man, this is so cool. I love it. And uh, so we left there. I met Jim and Ann Davenport down there for the very first time. Uh, we'd been talking on the phone for years, but I got to meet them in person. And it was just so awesome, such an awesome time. And uh, I even got to preach in a, at Tennessee down there, at, uh, Mitchell Gibson's right there. He, he hooked me up to preach in his church down in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. Yeah. And <laughs> it was just a great weekend. And me and Galen got to talking about that, and Galen said, Brother, we ought to do one of those. I said, yeah, right. That sounds good. He said, we could do it down here at Memphis. There's truck stops all over the place. We'll rent the motel, conference room, and we'll have us a three-fold cord conference. I said, three-fold cord? Yeah. By that time, Daryl Spicer had joined the ministry and uh, Channel 21 Ministries, and we decided to do a three-fold cord conference. Now, that was before Daryl Spicer. So we started the conference down there, and we called it a three-fold cord conference. And, and we used the scripture in Ecclesiastes 4.12, and if one prevail against him, two shall, stand, shall withstand him, and a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. Yeah. Pardon me for a minute. i got to pray. I need help, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord. 
rely on me to be used. God, I just need your anointing right now to help me to deliver the message that you brought me here to deliver. And Father, I thank you for all the people in this building right now and all those that are listening online. Father, I just lift them up to you. And all the people that are traveling home right now from the conference, Lord, I pray for safety for them. And God, I thank you for everything that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Mercy. Oh, I don't know how you do it every week, Rick. It's a tough crowd. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 4.12, working together. That's what it's all about. That was racist message the whole time I listened to all those cassette tapes. Networking together. We can do so so much more if we tie ourselves together and try to reach our family, our friends, and our neighbors. It's so simple. That's all we have to do is go out and share the gospel. This is a great place to come and get filled up. This is a filling station, a hospital for the sick. But man, I'll tell you, when we leave here, we got to be supercharged and ready to go out and touch lives everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Galen Taylor called me in 2012 after we got back from that conference. He said, brother, we ought to do one of them. Uh, we done the one down at Memphis. Uh, let me, you ever do that? Get ahead of yourself? So in 2011, we went to Memphis and done a conference. I know, that's terrible. But, uh, and we was excited. I mean, we, we put out flyers. We put it in the newsletter. We advertised. We had this big conference room rented down there in, in uh, Memphis and Galen advertised at all the truck stops and we thought man we're going to have a big crowd and I, I got lots and lots of people calling me saying they're going to be there and when we got there we had Tony Mack McMullen how many has ever heard his testimony Tony Mack was our speaker Joe Arview and he had a band then he was our music and we got down there and we got started, and Jim Davenport showed up with a friend. Allison Fulford came from Louisiana, and uh, Galen had a bunch of his ministry team in there, and me and my wife Linda. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. And Joe sang to Tony Mack and us, and Tony Mack, he preached to Joe and his band, and they need it, let me tell you. <laughs> And I do too. He preached to us. And I I never get tired of hearing him preach. I never did. And I still don't. I got all of his messages. But uh, that was it. I mean, it was, I considered it a big flop. And I told Galen, I said, I ain't never doing this again. (laughs) He said, I'm with you, brother. (laughs) I don't think we should either. So... In 2012, at the end of 2012, Galen called me, and by that time, uh, Daryl Spicer with Channel 21 Ministries had come on board, and we was working together as, as the three-fold cord. And Galen said, uh, 
God spoke to me, brother. I said, well, yeah, what'd he say? He said, he said, we need to do another conference. And I said, no way. I ain't doing no more of them. They don't work. He said, well, listen, listen to me. He said, we're going to do it in Carmi, where, where I was based at, in my home ministry building. And I said, they wouldn't come to Memphis. What makes you think they're going to come to Carmi? He said, because God said so. <laughs> How do you argue with God? I tried. I said, well, it won't work. He said, well, brother, just pray about it. I said, okay, I'll pray. And I prayed about it and prayed about it. And God just kept confirming that we were supposed to do a conference in Carmi. And we began. I remember that, that conference when we first started. I was so nervous. I couldn't even sit still. I kept t- walking up and down the hall saying, this is crazy. This is crazy. It ain't going to work. I even told God, God, this ain't going to work. Nobody's going to show up. And we started that conference in 2013. And people came from everywhere. I could not believe all the people that came. I think God just done it to prove me wrong. (laughs) Not really. But we should never tell God no, that that it can't be done. Because God is into doing the impossible. And it was impossible in my eyes, but it wasn't. Nothing for God. Nothing's impossible for God. And so that conference went over well. Everybody was just blessed. Everybody came in there. We had food. We had music. We had testimonies. We had preaching. It was a two-day conference. At, and then everybody wanted to go to church on Sunday, so we just made it a three-day conference. I remember sitting at my desk on a, that Sunday afternoon after everybody had left. And I propped my feet up on my, on my desk. I was so exhausted. And I fell asleep. <laughs> and Linda called me later that afternoon and woke me up. She said, are you coming home? I said, yeah, I'm getting ready to leave. And I told everybody right then, I said, I ain't never doing this again. This is too much work. It's too hard. And 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> never tell God no. So we have an incredible, incredible family at Lonesome Road Ministry. That's one thing I want to mention right now. The people that come to the Lonesome Road Conference are just, they're crazy. Ain't they, Ava? Ain't they? (laughs) But they're all about ministry. Uh, We got people that came this year, just this year, from Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Colorado, Kansas, Florida, Wisconsin, Arkansas, and Pennsylvania, just to mention the states that's been there. North Carolina missed his flight. He didn't make it. And uh, Jason and Tammy Richardson, they just got a new, Jason just got a new job. He lives in Alabama. And he, he couldn't take off this new job to come, but he, he was there and through the, through the uh, technology of streaming. <laughs> oh, uh, this, this thing was streamed through pure gospel media, 
Lonesome Road podcast, and a lot of other feeds. And just through pure gospel media, how many, how many views were there, Kevin? Right at 6,000. 6, 6,000 views on this stream. So, Pastor, keep telling everybody to stream this message because it's going around the world. I hear from people in California that are listening to your message every week. They can't make it here, but they're here. I'm just so glad that those 6,000 people didn't show up at Keene's, Illinois. <laughs> what a nightmare that would have been. That would have been like Woodstock. <laughs> Only gooder. There you go, brother. And speaking of the people that are listening to you, Pastor, they also watch the feed of Lonesome Road Ministry. They're, they're, uh, one of them's a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries. And Channel 21 Ministries has most of these right here are chaplains for Channel 21 Ministries. We probably got uh, close to 100 chaplains that are part of our family at Lonesome Road Ministry. And these chaplains are out on the road praying for people. They're uh, passing out CDs and these cards that we have now. I put some of those cards out on the information desk. These are uh, podcast cards that are taking the place of our CDs. And uh, this on the back, you can scan and listen to a message like from Pastor Rick here. Or whoever, Tony Mack or whoever. So that's where our... Uh, ministry is headed. We're headed up to the next level. We got to keep going to that next level. We can't get stagnant and stay in one place. We got to keep moving to the next level. There's people out there all across this area, across this country and around the world that are depending on you to reach them. It's got to be, we got to do this together. We can't just, one of us can't do it. Rick can't be everywhere. And this conference, I Man, if I had, me and Linda had to put that on by ourselves, there's no way we could do it. But people came in early, a week early, just to help us put this on. And we had people working all the time, all week, putting this conference on. But I, I wanted to read this um, email I got from a, um, a guy out in California. It says, my name's Mario. I'm Danny Atwood's buddy. Danny Atwood is a chaplain for Lonesome Road Ministry, Channel 21 Ministry. He's one of our chaplains. He said, uh, he's a buddy of mine in Christ. I want to share this with you, a little bit of my testimony. Back in the 90s, I was involved in the ministries, and I was preaching and evangelizing in my church. God was using me in some radical ways. Now, what, don't you love get radical with Jesus? Yeah, he loves it too. But along the way, I stopped because I was hurt by a church pastor and the church. Know anybody that's ever been hurt in church? We all do. We all do, don't we? And we got plenty of them out there. But that's, he said, that's a different story. But through the grace of God, I met Chaplain Danny Atwood back in 2014, and we began discussing God and our faith. That's what the chaplains do. They're, they're out there where the people 
are out of church. And that's what we got to reach, the people out of church. Ever since that, he's been preaching to me and keeping me in his prayers. There's so much I want to share in my testimony about how I met God when I was a young kid. Now, due to all the prayers from my family and Danny, I am now a youth pastor. He's back working for God because of the prayers of his family and this chaplain out in California. Don't ever, ever, ever quit praying for your family, your friends, your neighbors. Prayer works. I'm the, I'm the only reason I'm standing here because the prayers of my wife, Linda. She was praying for me when I was a drug addict and an alcoholic running up and down the highways. She called the 700 Club and had them pray for me. She had a church family that prayed for me. That's the reason I can stand here and give a testimony about what God has done in my life. And it, he goes on and says, uh, I'm writing to you because since last year I've been asking my company if I could have my Sundays and Mondays off. I told them the reason I wanted, wanted those days off. It was because my wife and I needed to get plugged in to a church. Everybody needs to be plugged into a good church. Everybody. And I need to fellowship with other believers and also worship with our Heavenly Father. I would constantly remind them that I need those days off, his employers. And their response was, I'll let you know by the next month. And it was the same answer over and over and over. I gave away the same, I gave, uh, I gave up, so I told Danny... And we began to pray together. He gave up, but he didn't give up because he asked somebody to pray with him. So we always need prayer partners. Now, keep in mind, my job response was always the same for a whole year. But my driver manager finally told me good news. And in a few weeks, he's going to honor my request. The amazing part of the conversation was that he understood my faith and that God comes first. <laughs> I'll tell you, when we put God first, God moves in miraculous ways. Miraculous ways. Hey, I had a, a message about blind faith, and I'm running out of time, so let me uh, read these scriptures that I've been trying to read all morning. It's in Mark uh, chapter 46, or chapter 10, verse 46, chapter 10, verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard, when he heard, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. That's the, that's the first thing people need to do. They need to hear about Jesus, and it's up to each and every one of us to make sure that our family, our friends, and our neighbors hear the Word of God, whether it's handing them a CD of Pastor Rick or handing them a CD of Lonesome Road or, or a podcast card or opening the Bible and showing them the Scriptures, whatever it takes to get our family and our friends to hear about Jesus. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. If they will hear about Jesus, they will cry out. 
And when they cry out, God will hear them every time. Every time. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. And that's what people do that know you. They will charge you. Uh, you don't have to be so religious. You, you go to church on Sunday, that's enough. We don't need that out here in the workplace or out here on the fields or on Monday or wherever. Schools, we don't need it in our schools. You know, keep it down. Don't cry it. Don't, don't make so much noise about it. You're, oh, it's okay to talk about it a little bit, but not much. But he cried out even louder when he heard that. And that's what we have to do. We have to get loud. We have to get radical about our faith. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. I love that. I know the day that God called me to start a tape ministry. <laughs> Scared me to death. But here we are, three million plus tapes and CDs given away free of charge since. Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth you. That's what they told blind Bartimaeus. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus had a, had a garment on that, that the people reckoned, seen that garment, they knew he was a blind man. It was a blind man's coat is what he had on. And when he rose and heard Jesus, he threw that away. Because he knew he didn't need that no more. He knew that God was going to touch him and heal him. And when we cry out to Jesus, I guarantee you, he will hear you every time. And you, he will break those chains of whatever going on with your life off of you. And he will clean you up and set your feet upon the rock. And he will establish your going. And Jesus answered him and said, hey, what would you like me to do? <laughs> yeah. And the blind man said to him, I want to receive my sight. That's what he wanted. And that's what he knew he was going to get because he threw that coat away. He wasn't going to use that no more. And Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And followed Jesus in the way. Now Jesus told him. Healed him. And said go your way. And blind Bartimaeus had to make a choice right then. He could either go on his way. Or he could follow Jesus. And each and every one of us. Have to make that choice today. Which way are we going to go? Are we going to follow Jesus? Or go on our way? When you leave here today, are you going to go on your way and go about your business? Or are you going to find somebody out there that is lost, that is hurting, that is blind, that is wrapped up in addictions or chains and try to tell them about the Jesus that saved you? I got a lot more, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to go on and on and on. My wife said, don't repeat yourself. Don't repeat yourself. (laughs) 
And that's what Rick's saying right now. <laughs> but that's the message that God laid on my heart. And, and when he laid that on my heart, I thought, man, that's not what I was going to preach, you know. I had something else in mind. And then I was sitting at the conference, and uh, Bill Shell referred to these scriptures in his message. Then Richie Turnbull got up, and he referred to these scriptures in his message. And I said, okay, Lord, I got it. <laughs> this is the message you want me to bring. So it's for somebody in here. I don't know who, but it's for somebody. And I want to thank uh, Pastor Rick for the message he brought, and Fred Mooney. What a great job they did. And uh, Danielle is going to be baptized after the service today. She's part of Lonesome Road Ministry. But let me close, uh, let me just go ahead and close with this, uh, something uh, that uh, Ray Sisk, uh, my mentor, he used to send out these, uh, yeah, come on guys, uh, Ray Sisk I talked about, he used to send out books to people, books, and to encourage them. We got to be encouraged in the Lord. And he would send out these, he called it a blanket of love. A blanket of love. And that's what we all need is a blanket of love. And Ray Sisk had a motto. Let me share that with you. The motto was others. Yes, others. Let this my motto be. Help me to live for others so that I might live for thee. And if we'll all adopt that motto and put it in our lives, we can make a difference. We can become a soldier for Christ. And I want to be a soldier for Jesus Christ. And Ray Sisk had to, this right here in this blanket of love. And I love this right here. It says, I am a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word of, are my weapons of warfare. I am a volunteer in this army, and I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or die in this army, but I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I'm faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I'm there. If he needs me to teach the children, work with the youth, help adults, or just sit and learn, he can use me because I am there. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, and visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged feeling hurt bad enough. To, I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, August 13th, 1995, I had nothing. I was a drug addict and an alcoholic. If I ended up with nothing, I will still be way ahead. I will win. My God has 
and will continue to supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me out. Governments can't silence me, and hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Here I stand. Will you stand with me? That's the question. Will you? Stand with me. Let's go out and reach people in this area and bring them into this church right here. We got the best church in Southern Illinois and maybe around the country, around the world. This is it. So we got to share what we got with others. We got the greatest God and we got the greatest church. So why aren't we telling everybody we come in contact with? I can't wait to go out and tell somebody today. Pastor Rick. Amen, amen. Soldiers for Christ. I appreciate Gary being here, Lonesome Road being here with us. And I don't want to dismiss and move on in the service until we give people an opportunity for prayer. We, we're going to do that every week. I don't want somebody to walk in here with something and walk back out of here with it without a chance for the Lord to minister to them. So we're going to sing, we're going to worship, and I'm going to open up the altars. He's talking about blind faith. And you have to get to a place, if you're struggling with something, you're going through something right now, you have to get to a place that I have to get to Jesus no matter what. And I want to shed off all this stuff that's on me right now because I know he's about to minister to my heart. I want to leave that stuff and I want to pick up the garment of Christ. So we're going to open up the altars as they worship. If you need prayer for anything, you need healing in your body, whatever it is, I want you to come. I want to pray with you. I've got the deacons that will be up here praying with you. And we're going to believe that God's going to move on your situation. Amen. Let's sing and let's pray together. I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation.
If our ushers would go ahead and come and get in position for our communion time. Because it's so important to remember, it's so important to remember why we can lay hands on people and believe healing. It's because of what Jesus did for us. And we want to remember that this morning and take a moment to remember that. Have you enjoyed being in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen.